Welcome to this week's episode of Tactus and Tapas. I'm your host, Lucas Garden, And in this episode, we'll be reviewing match week 17 in La Liga, where we saw Real Madrid win big at home against Real, but do does come across with some injuries. Atletico Madrid go away to San Mames and lose to Athletic Club. And Barcelona continue their ways of dropping points and drop more points, this time away at Valencia. All that and much more in today's episode. But we'll start with the first match of the weekend, or the first big match of the weekend anyway. Atletico Club win 2-0 at home at San Mames against Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid in this match came in. People throughout the year have been saying that they're going to be title challengers. They're going to be challenging for the title, especially with how Real Madrid and Barcelona have been injured quite a bit. I mean, Atletico Madrid have been injured as well. But with matches like this, like it seems like they've almost eliminated themselves now out of the running. Like Almost halfway through, 17 uh, games played so far in La Liga for all teams except for Atletico Madrid and Sevilla, who will make up that game. Um, this Saturday, while everyone else is on their two-week break. But, uh, as I was saying, Atletico Madrid, 10 points off the top now. If they win against Sevilla, which seems more than likely, um, that's still only seven points. That's that's a lot to gain, in especially the way uh, Real Madrid and Girona both handled their business this weekend, winning big. For Athletic Club, um, in this game... Nico Williams continues to shine, be the bright spot um, for them this year. He scored an absolute banger of a goal in the 64th minute. The ball comes out to him on the right-hand side of the pitch. He kind of all alone by himself. He's kind of almost holding, he's holding the ball up, but also like looking towards net and blasts it to the top left-hand corner of the, of the goal, right past El Black and goal. Uh, not a better goal that I've seen this week, and definitely goal of the week for uh, Nico Williams there as he continues to perform for Atletico Club. Um, Atletico Madrid did have a lot of possession in this game, but they didn't do a lot with it. Atletico Club definitely led the charge, having a lot of the momentum throughout the game, um, even in expected goals. Uh, they had two and a half, and... Um, Atletico Madrid didn't even have half a goal on expected goals, and that just tells you how much chances they they really didn't have. Like they just had the possession a lot, but were smashed on the counterattack throughout the game, uh, constantly over and over again. I know uh, Oyan Sunset misses a penalty after Nico Williams actually wins the uh, penalty early on. He misses the penalty in the 34th minute, um, just blasted over the net. Uh, being trying to trying to be too fine with it to put too much power on it, uh, it seemed like. But still, uh, Atletico Club able to break through so shortly after halftime with a big goal from Gorka Guzetta. A beautiful assist from Ander Herrera on his goal to open up the scoring in this match. But Atletico Club continue to look dominant. They're pushing for Champions League spaces or places. Do they make it in the end? Do they make top four? I think for them, in order to make top four, they'd have to almost rely on Barcelona have an absolute capitulation of a second half of the season, which may 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 happen. Like based off of how they've recently played, or Girona is going to have to also 
not win the league or be in the top four. Like Girona's going to have to drop a lot of points in the second half of the season, but it's one of those two clubs, I think, that would drop out of the top four in order for Athletic Club to get in. Not that they haven't been playing well, but they just haven't done enough so far to get in there so far, and there's too, it's too much competition at the top end of La Liga for Athletic Club to get in there. Moving on to the next game on Saturday's uh, plate, Getafe go away to the Estadio Ramon Sanchez Pizjuan and win 3-0 against Sevilla. Um, Diego Alonso is fired after the match. They don't even let him do the uh, post-match press conference. He's immediately released. uh, In the eight games so far in the league, he has not won a single one. He got kicked out of the Champions League earlier um, this week. Finished at the bottom of him. Doesn't even qualify for Europa League. Sevilla right now sitting in 17th place in the table. Things just don't look good for them at the moment. They haven't been able to attack much. Haven't been able to do very much going forward in this game. Barely were able to get an expected goal of one. They were definitely unlucky, though, in this game. There was two penalties that go Getafe's way. Um, both of them being handballs on Juan Lu, uh, playing right back for Sevilla. Just need to keep your hands down, I guess, in that situation. I know <laughs> there isn't a lot um, a player or defender can do in those situations. One comes off of a corner where the ball is headed back towards goal, and he just kind of has his hand down by his side, but a little out. It's definitely in a unnatural position, as they say. It's definitely a penalty each time. But still, to give up two penalties off of handballs in the in the box, definitely not something Sevilla want to be doing, and quite unfortunate for them. For Getafe, uh, Borja Mayoral scores again off of the, one of the penalties, the first penalty. Now has 10 goals in the league, and definitely a bounce-back player um, of the year so far. I think he's done great, great things for Getafe. He leads the front line for him, and he's the reason why both of uh, or the reason why Getafe is in the top half of the table uh, and sitting in eighth place, just knocking on uh, European spots just outside um, by five points. After the firing of Diego Alonso, uh, Sanchez Flores is appointed for Sevilla. Last time we saw him actually was with Getafe in La Liga. He was fired uh, after Getafe ended up in the relegation places near the end of last season. He's also had... Uh, Stops at Espanol and Atletico Madrid. Hopefully he's being is able to turn around Sevilla as they definitely belong in the Liga and one of the tenured uh, top division teams in Spain. And what they've done for Spanish football, I think, deserves them to be in the top level. Unfortunately, just it seems like the defensive issues that Mendy Libar uh, covered up at the end of last season have been uncovered by the firing of him and the appointment of Diego Alonso. Uh, the Diego Alonso appointment was always very interesting to me. I know watching MLS, he wasn't very good with Inter-Miami, and they fired him halfway through his first season, I think, here. And then he's also never had really great success while managing in Spain either. Um, hopefully this is a turning point in the season for Sevilla, and they're able to get back on track um, and back – playing the way they should be. Moving on, Barcelona was the next game on Saturday's slate. They go away to Villarreal 
and choke away their one goal lead again, tying 1-1 with, with Villarreal and losing more points to the league leaders, Girona and Real Madrid. It seems like their title race is practically over at this point as well. Um, maybe they go for Champions League. I They got drawn against Napoli earlier um, this week. I don't know how how far they get in that competition just based on how well their squad's playing at the moment. It seems like they're not doing very much to score a lot of goals and also their defense that was so great last year to only given up 19 goals all season um, is now seems to be one of the league's defense in La Liga given up that same tally of 19 goals already. We're not even halfway through the season. Diving into this game, uh, Barcelona had a plethora of chances yet again. Um, 16 total shots. Um, expected goals was uh, over three goals compared to Valencia's um, 0.54 expected goals. Another cha- time, I think it's the fourth or third time this year that Barcelona has ended up losing a game or tying a game that they won in expected goals. So that just tells you how much big chances they've missed and how much their front line has definitely been struggling and they're definitely looking to the new blood in Victor Roark coming in. It's been confirmed that he will arrive at Barcelona in December, uh, on December 28th. They lead or even Chavi after the game, uh, says they are worst in in terms of effectiveness in front of goal. Um, they lead of all of Europe with 41 big chances missed. Um, which is just unfathomable for a Barcelona team. A lot of the blame for a lot of the fans, and I would say even myself, is Lewandowski just hasn't been it for a, a front. Like when he signed, he was leading the front line. He scored. I think he leads the La Liga in how how fast it took him to get to fifth to fifteen goals, and he had. 30-some goals last year for Barcelona. And he, he just hasn't been the same striker this year. And obviously, I think that just has to do with the age. And he's kind of been complaining about the players and the service he gets. Um, in this game, he got what seemed to me, like from what I saw, anyway, uh, plenty of plenty of service. He missed two chances that were spot on. Um, the one coming in where he, like, Araujo and him are running at the back line and cross the ball in from the right-hand side. And he kind of does a scissor kick, but it's saved by uh, Dharma Dashvili. And then he has another shot saved later on um, that he should have definitely scored on by Dharma Dashvili again. Barcelona also sees Dion get his fifth yellow of the season, which... Kind of astounding considering that he was out for almost a month, if not more than a month uh, already this year. And he's already got five yellows. He kind of gets a stupid yellow for uh, taking off his boot halfway or after a player had stepped on it. A dumb yellow for sure. Not something that uh, he should have done. And he's now going to miss the final game against uh, Almeria, uh, which comes up on Wednesday for Barcelona before they fly to Dallas uh, to watch or to play a friendly against uh, recent Mexican League, League champions, uh, Club America. 
Um, I'll be excited because I'm actually going to that game uh, with a couple of friends. So um, hopefully maybe that means Dion will be rested and maybe he'll actually play. Um, but back to the actual game itself between Valencia, Hugo, uh, not the Hugo Doro that used to score for them, but Hugo Guillemin, um scores in his first start for Valencia um, to level it up in the 70th minute. A big goal in front of in the Mestalla, of course, too. So a big goal, a great moment for him. Uh, and then also uh, Fran Perez, who has been kind of a bright spot for them, uh, kind of loses it, his head halfway through the game. Um, he was just I, watching him. He was upset that he didn't get the ball back on like a cutback going into goal, and it was kind of t- or it was turned over. Uh, and then he turns over the ball, and then slides into. Frankie De Jong actually um, just recklessly and gets a yellow card for it and Fran Perez just I think it's that youngster in him and like especially for the rest of the Valencia squad just how young it is like something that they're going to learn to have to control is their their temper and just how disciplined they actually are the results from this match does this mean that Chavi's uh, under fire at Barca I don't think so I think winning the league last year um, this the situation with the financials situation at Barcelona means to me that he at least has through the end of the year to continue to improve. And hopefully they do. I just don't know how you go about it, especially with the financial constraints that it has on the club. Um, they definitely need a new striker, probably a new midfielder as well to keep up with the ever-growing uh, injured list the only way I think Chavez gets anywhere near the chopping block is if they fall out of the top four places and end up in Europa League or even Conference League. But like I said earlier, I don't think that's going to be possible. I think the talent there at Barcelona is just too much, and they're not going to allow it um, for them to fall out of the Champions League would be catastrophic for the club. Moving on, though. To the other big club in Spain, Real Madrid win 4-1 against Villarreal. Um, absolutely dominated this match. Um, never looked in doubt. Another goal from Bellingham. He just seems like uh, he just can't stop scoring at this point. And uh, he definitely deservedly earned that belly goal nickname that he has with uh, Real Madrid supporters. Modric, I got to say... Um, I know he's getting up there in uh, age, still manages to get on the score sheet in this one, and has a beautiful, like, scooped over-the-back assist from the top of the 18 where uh, Bellingham uh, gets on the end of it and heads it into the back of the net. Looks beautiful um, going forward. Unfortunately for this uh, Real Madrid team, it seems like the injury bug has hit them yet again. Alaba tears his ACL halfway through this game. Um not good. That's the third ACL torn for Real Madrid this year with uh, Courtois already being out and Militao uh, being out as well. It'd be interesting to see who they bring in uh, as a in the January transfer window um, as a backup or a defender going forward. They said Tukameni might play in defense. Like That's the one good thing for this match is Tukameni, uh comes back from his broken toe and it seems that Ancelotti might play him against Almeria in defense. Um, thankfully, that 
might have to be the only game that uh, Tugameni has to play back there, um, depending on how quickly Real Madrid is able to sign a defender. Also, playing Almeria and having Tugameni in defense probably doesn't really matter because Almeria dropped more points this weekend, uh, drawing with uh, Mallorca 0-0 for Villarreal. In the last three games, they've averaged three goals against. Um, not great for Marcelino or the defense there for uh, Villarreal. Something they're going to definitely have to address going forward. But also, you're not going to face a front three of Bellingham, Brihem Diaz, Rodrigo very often either. Uh, Brihem Diaz looked great in this game, uh, as, well, as well as Rodrigo uh, has seemed to turn it on ever since uh, Vinicius has gone out. Um, he's been leading uh, the front line, scoring quite a few goals for uh, Real Madrid. And that brings the question, who who gets the drop coming, uh, coming in? Does... When Vinicius comes back, does Rodrigo Brahim go back to the def- uh, go back? Like, does they end up playing uh, that front two type thing that they had with a false nine with Bellingham playing the false nine with uh, Rodrigo and Vinny? Both of them want to play, uh, or Rodrigo seems to be better off on the w- wide side playing so centrally. Uh, not his best um, from there we've seen earlier in the season, but Brahim Diaz also I think has given uh Ancelotti a, a good problem and like since making an appearance uh, is for Real Madrid here in the second half of the season so far or and scoring goals he takes on two defenders in this game and slots it past uh Strand Jorgensen in the back giving him another goal this year a good problem for Ancelotti uh if I'm him I think I might try out uh all three of them up front. I know that's kind of scary. Um, Rodrigo would kind of play more centrally and then have Diaz out on the right and Vinny up front. And then Bellingham would play um, more of a central attack and midfielder role. Just a little bit deeper than he normally plays. And I think that could be a possibility uh, for Real Madrid. Also in this game, Ferland Mendy gets substituted at halftime. It's believed that he was also uh, in some discomfort because of injury. So Fran Garcia... Comes back for Real Madrid and performs decently well. I know uh, left back is not where Real Madrid are strong at, and they definitely are looking to sign somebody else. But hopefully not till the summer. It sounds like where they will make a full on attack for uh, uh, Alonso Davies of Bayern Munich. Moving on to the final game of the weekend on Monday night, Girona played host to Deportivo Alaves. Um, Girona continued their winning ways, um, took off from the start, uh, completely dominated the smash. Dovbik scores early in the 23rd minute. Christian Porthu scores an absolute banger from outside the box. Um, and then Dovbik uh, converts a penalty in the second half to put the game away 3-0. And Alaves were just never really in this match. Uh, Samuel had a couple of chances later on, but Girona still looked a A-class side. Uh, in the Liga, if they're able to keep their uh, squad together going forward, coming through the January transfer window, I know there'll be a lot of uh, vultures looking to pick at the squad and get players like Alex Garcia out of there and on their squad, um, or even Artem Dobik, who who now is tied for second with uh, Montreal, uh with 10 goals in the Liga. If they're able to keep the squad together, though, uh, Girona definitely will be a, a force... Um, to deal with uh, 
come near the end of the season, and I think we'll be titling or challenging for the title. As this weekend's results show, uh, it seems like it's between them and Real Madrid. They were the only ones able to take business, uh, take care of business this past weekend. And Real Madrid is seven points clear of Barcelona, and Girona's two points clear of Real Madrid. Their only loss, actually, for Girona this year is against Real Madrid. Moving around to the rest of the league, Osasuna win late against Rio on Friday night uh, with a header. Celta win their first since September with a 1-0 win against Granada. Almeria, like I said, drew 0-0 against Mallorca. Real Sociedad, Real uh, Betis doesn't live up to the hype. Uh, it's a very interesting game, uh, back and forth, but no goals in this one. If finishes 0-0, uh, Real Betis probably more happy with the result there, so there wasn't a, a gap opening between them and uh, Sociedad. Los Palmas draws 1-1 against Cadiz. The table looks like this. Girona leading Real Madrid in second behind on two points. Barcelona in third behind on seven points, like I said. The bottom three looks almost solidified. Almeria, I think uh, your ship is sank. You're not coming back from that uh, with only five points through 17 games. Um, eight points clear or away from safety. Granada... With Brian Zaragoza being sold to Bayern Munich, it seems like you guys have already decided that you're rolling down at least. Um, Celta Vigo still has hope. Uh, Rafa Benitez still in charge. I really believe in what Rafa does there. And just Rafa Benitez as a manager. Um, Sevilla is tied with him at 13 points. just And Cadiz one point clear in 16th. For your... Round 18 preview, we are now almost, almost halfway through La Liga season. So many storylines, so many headlines. Uh, I can't believe it's we're already here. Um, it's a midweek match week this week before all teams, for the most part, get a two-week break except for um, going into the holidays. I think Barcelona, Almeria, the over-under was at three and a half goals. I took the under. I don't think Barcelona has it in. I'm just scored over three and a half goals um that's plus 102 i have valencia winning away at rio that's at plus 255 and i think real madrid take care of business uh to uh, beat deporte alaves um at minus 175 if one lucky person were to parlay those together that's plus 1015 odds so put ten dollars down you win over a hundred dollars back coming on that Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Tactus and Tapas. We'll see you after the midweek games, and we'll also include the Atletico Madrid-Sevilla game on Saturday in there. So hopefully late Saturday night, early Sunday sometime, we'll get a new episode out for you guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, follow us on social medias, at Tactus and Tapas on X. Share with your friends, like, subscribe, all that jazz.